Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. Uh, this will be the Halloween episode. Uh, my two guests are big horror fans, hilarious comedians, uh, Christopher Carano and Cuddy Marcero. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. No problem. Uh, guys, two very funny comedians. If they're in your city, please, please go check them out. to keep you laughing. Also, they know so much knowledge about horror. Um, the last two episodes, guys, please. I mean, the last episodes they were on um, were amazing. Please check those out. Truly blew my mind with the things that they knew. Um, so grateful to have you guys back for the Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, I know it's last time we definitely talked about horror. And uh, I don't think I really focused at all on Halloween. So I did have a few questions when it came to Halloween itself. Uh, do you guys have any like memories or like fond memories of Halloween? Ladies first. Ah, okay. Uh, thanks. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever really had bad Halloween. I've always... Um, make sure to try and make it a good day. Ever since I can remember, uh, my dad really kind of taught my sister and I all about Halloween and how to celebrate from like carving pumpkins and picking up a costume. Um, so I've every Halloween that I've had, I've pretty much been amazing. And it is my favorite holiday without doubt. Hey, nice, what about you, Chris? Yeah, definitely a lot of fun, a lot of fun memories growing up, you know, in Queens, New York and going trick or treating and, you know, playing everything from I think I've been a mummy, I've been the superhero daredevil. You know, I was I grew up in the 80s, little kid in the 80s, did a lot of times I was a punk rocker type look, kind of the style back then. So I had a lot of fun doing that. And then definitely, you know, as you got older, you know, we used to as teenagers go out and be a little crazy. No, no need to uh, record what we did. Just we, we had our fun in the city. Nice, man. Nice. Um, of course, I have no stories. Um, <laughs> uh, no stories when it came to Halloween, just a whole bunch of just, uh, we don't do that. And I was reading up on this for this episode. And I wonder, were you guys allowed to eat the candy? Yes. My parents were, we were, but they were very, um, they didn't, they definitely didn't want us eating a lot of candy before bed. So my, they would have us keep our bags in their room at the end of the night. So we weren't eating candy and staying up all night, which was part of the reason. I think the other part was so that they, because they had four kids, they could go through all of our bags and pick out what they wanted. So it was probably like also for them, um, partly for us. Okay. Cool, cool. I, I was reading this article about, uh, apparently, it's not true, but apparently uh, some guy had a rumor that he put, like, razors in, like, different, like, candy. People have been there, for sure. Okay. They yeah. did that in a movie, too. It was apples. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a scary thought, man. You know, I mean, that's, that's wild. Um, yeah, true. That's, that's true. Um, so when did Halloween like become less kiddish for you guys? Like, was it slowly like a progression where it was like kids or like was it, like teenage years when it 
Like when was it? What I'm trying to say, when was trick or treating not fun? If that makes sense. I definitely ran the clock out on trick or treating. The last year that I did it, I was a freshman in high school. I was 14. And I dressed up as Lydia from Beetlejuice. And um, like halfway through the night, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like, I think I'm over trick-or-treating. If I just want candy, I'll like just get candy. Um, so I would say freshman year of high school, I was like, I'm always gonna celebrate Halloween and always dress up, but um, definitely over the trick-or-treating thing. Okay. Oh, what about you, Chris? Probably about sixth or seventh grade. Nice, nice. Um, any doors you guys weren't allowed to go to? Mm, not really. No. Um, the only thing I remember a couple of times my parents threw out some stuff, wouldn't let me eat it. Somebody once gave like cookies that were like, they just gave them in like the little paper wrapper that you get. Like they took them out of the box and that was it. So they were like, you're not going to eat that. And then Somebody gave me sugar cubes once and they were like, yeah, you're not eating that either. I thought it was very, very weird. That is really weird. They must have thought you were like a horse or something. I don't know, but uh, those got thrown out. So there's no telling what that was about. I don't even know where to go to get those. Like, where do you, where do you, where do you go to get a sugar cube? That's um... Get them at the grocery store. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I would always be really annoyed when I would find things like um, raisins in my bag. I'd have it's like really good candy, and then I'd see someone gave me raisins, and I'd be like, "They don't get it. They don't get what Halloween's about." Okay. Were most of your costumes growing up were they handmade, or did you guys go to um, different? Well, I guess it wasn't a Halloween Express back then, but I guess Sears maybe. Yeah, mostly homemade. For me, I would say it was like 50-50. And my costumes, like when I say homemade, um, my favorite thing to do is even now, like I like to go to Goodwill and like piece stuff together. And if I have to like alter it or have somebody alter it, I will. Um, but I would say about 50% of the time, it was just me like homemade in the sense of like my sisters and I would just throw stuff together. And then the other half of the time it was going to the store, getting the costume and the accessories that are in the bag already. Um, but I had more fun kind of putting it stuff together myself. Nice. Cool. cool. Um, okay. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that, man. That's uh, as someone that didn't celebrate Halloween, if the movies, of course, display it one way, so I only know it from that point of view. Do you think that most movies nail Halloween or they dramatize it too much? Or when it comes to horror or just in general? Like uh, the celebration of Halloween. Like, let's say for the latest example, Hubie, Hubie Halloween. It came out, I think, two years ago. It was an Adam Sandler movie. But like uh, the way they express Halloween, like that the day of Halloween, the, where it goes to costumes, to decorations, um, 
the mindset, the way people talk about it, is it kind of over dramatized or that's really how it was growing up? And you're like, you know, as a kid mindset, was Halloween set that way, like a big deal? Definitely a big deal. Okay. Oh, I always, it, like, like just the pinnacle to me. Like I, I, I wouldn't want every day to be Halloween just because then it would almost like not be as fun. It's more special, but like, yeah, I look forward to Halloween more than anything. Um, was this the kind of thing where like during Christmas, I know a lot of a lot of my a lot of my friends that I went to school with at that time, they would like die hard, be like, "Hey, man, Santa Claus is real," and I'd be like, "Man, look, my family already told me it's not real. I got my PlayStation already," and they would be so dead set on it. But also during Halloween time, they would always talk about witches and werewolves as if they were real. Did you guys believe that when you were kids? I wanted them to be real really bad honestly kind of still do um I think there's a part of me that was like even if some of that stuff is real it's like like ghosts for example it's probably not the way that like movies show and portray ghosts being um so like there was a part of me that was like, even as a kid, I was struggling with like the rationality of like, that stuff probably isn't real, but I really want to live in a world where it is. Like, I would love to think that vampires are actually real. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I definitely knew it was make believe, but of course it would have been exciting if some of it was real. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, for anybody that has kids, what movies like, for you guys, you'd be like, I would love for someone younger to watch that you enjoyed as a kid. Definitely um, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride are really good, but really dark movies that are kid friendly, but you can also still enjoy them as an adult. Probably two of my favorite. Wow, a lot, I guess trying to think i kid-friendly movies about halloween I, I i probably don't even know any i couldn't i probably shouldn't show any kids the stuff i was watching for halloween even back when i was a kid you didn't okay. watch like Hocus no what oh i'm sorry Ernest scared stupid okay i have seen that one that was yeah that one was good i can't believe you didn't watch Hocus Pocus. it's like insane to me they're getting a sequel I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That movie came out the year I was born. 93? Yeah. <laughs> 93. Good night, Christmas. Yep. Nice. Um, it's like my giant. I have an obnoxious water bottle. It's forcing me to drink. Just ignore oh. me. Oh, no. I still don't know. The goal is uh, from seven to three, just try to get halfway and then just cruise from three to uh, three to seven, or you know, I'm I'm not telling you how to drink your water. I'm sorry. Uh, oh no, you're talking about this. Yes, it does have like all the things on it, and it has encouraging messages. I'm okay. a door. I love it. Nice, nice. Um, so then we get to the more adult side of Halloween. Chris, when did you? When what was the age where you were like? 
I can start dressing uh, slutty. Huh? This question, I think I probably, I didn't, I probably, I, I probably missed this question up. I probably should ask Cuddy. Like, what, what was the question? No, when did you and Chris started, when did you start being such a slut? Yeah, this is totally not worded right. This is can't. Yeah, no, it's on stop. Twitch. Can't edit it now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> new to Twitch. This can't be changed. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh. When? When did? Um. Let's just skip that question. Let's just go something else. This is. Um, no. I have an answer to that one. When? When did? When? When did the dressing change when it came to costumes? Uh, for me. Personally, um, it was my, hmm. see, we were, I was always really like, I'm, I always wanted to dress up as something super feminine. So up to that point, um, like growing up, I would get girlier and girlier and like more womanly. Um, the first time that ever happened, I was 12, 12, I think. And I dressed up as, I was 12 or 13. I dressed up as Marilyn Monroe and I went trick-or-treating. I must've been 12. Mm. And I was in like the B white dress. Um, I had the heels on, I had my hair and my makeup done and um, going great. And then I knocked on this old lady's door. She was like really old and she saw me and she started crying and talking about how much she loved Marilyn Monroe. So uh, that was my introduction to adult, more adult themed costumes. It's like sometimes it can make people cry. Hopefully that's a rare occurrence though. Yeah, that's definitely the way I should have worded this. Hey Chris, when, when did you start dressing in adult themed costumes? I don't think I ever necessarily went and dressed in an adult themed costume. Uh, one year I was dressed as Blade, but that wasn't, you know, but I can't say that I ever did anything. There was a transition going from more kiddish to more adult. Okay. I was like Hercules one year. Well, I don't know why I said one year. Three years ago, I was Hercules and it was just very cold at night. It was a horrible choice. Um, hmm. yeah. So, uh, besides that, uh, to get to even more adult style, the more adult style of Halloween, um, do you feel like Halloween parties are better than Christmas parties? Yes. And I think um, the costumes make it so much more fun. The only thing that Christmas has, and it's kind of a more recent thing, is like, you can have ugly sweater parties and ugly sweater contests. So that's cool. Um, but I don't know. I think that it's really hard to beat a Halloween party in my opinion. And I'm still down for the ugliest, tackiest um, Christmas sweaters. But like, it's not Halloween. It'll never be that cool. They're both about the same for me. I can't really say I like one more than the other. A good party is a good party. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the best answer was um, uh, my mother-in-law said, uh, well, one family usually doesn't come to. So I was like, okay, I guess that's what Halloween <laughs> is. Like, 
I guess that's what. Um, so, and now get to more of the, I guess, entertainment side of it. Uh, do you believe that when it comes to Halloween, it is the most like parodied out of all holidays? No, I'd probably say Christmas more. I could, I could see, I could see that because I think that, um, like the meaning and the intent behind Christmas has changed so much. And and if I'm being honest, like Christmas is super about gift giving and money making, at least here and this country, um, which whatever, it still gets you together with your family. To me, I think Halloween is a little more like pure in the sense that um, like the meaning of Halloween is you're wearing costumes because that's the one night of the year where like the veil between the living and the dead is supposed to be the thinnest. So you're kind of like in disguise. Um, so I don't know that a lot of people still celebrate that exactly. I'm sure some people do, but I just think Halloween gets less um, muddied. I think Christmas has like become way more about um, commercialism than than the original meaning. So if that makes any sense at all. Oh, like I said, I'm, I'm just learning from you guys. Uh, a lot of people don't want to recognize Halloween as a holiday. Um, well, of course, I grew up during winter, so it's the paganistic side. But other people really have a hard time with dealing with uh, it giving, like, uh, I guess, a day to celebrate Satan, which after doing my research is, it is, is evolved from that. It's not to celebrate the devil at all. Um, do you think people should move on with that? Or do you still understand people that are like, no, this is a celebration of the devil? Definitely not a celebration of the devil. Um, I don't get my dogs. Um, oh, man, okay, so how I feel about that is, first of all, if I'm being completely honest, even if you are celebrating Satan, I kind of think that's your prerogative. And um, I get why people think that that holiday is meant to glorify those things, but um, it's not. Like, originally, it really doesn't have anything to do with Satan, I don't think. I think people don't like it because it has to do with like the living and the dead and very religious people don't like to think about um, that, those kind of things like meeting like that. Um, I I think people should just uh, stop assuming that, um, that yes, it has to do with the devil. All right, guys, uh, the fun part of the episode, one of the fun parts of the episode that you guys remember from last time you guys were on, uh, we're going to do a few verses. Um, so both you guys can give your answers and any other things you want to. We'll start with the first one. Um, Patrick Bateman or Hannibal Lecter? Who wins? Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I might say I might say Hannibal Lecter. He is ruthless 
Yeah. Nothing I've ever seen. At least for a human being. The same reasons, Chris? Yeah, and like I said, you know, he's he's more uh, more real. He wasn't like, because from what I gather about Patrick Bateman, that wasn't a, I mean, um, with Hannibal Lecter, he's, he's just, I mean, that guy will eat you. <laughs> you know, he'll track you down in another country and find you to eat you. Yeah, he will saute your ass, yeah. Um, Carry you with a knife, wine. Yes, yeah. And serve you to other people. Um, the second one is uh, Tremors versus the Xenomorphs. And I also learned that Alien is a horror movie. Like, never put that together. I thought Alien would be more sci-fi. Yeah, me too. But after watching it again, it's kind of like that Terminator thing, where it's like, it's not meant to be a horror movie, but watching it again, yeah, the first Terminator is kind of horror. Hmm. Uh, what were the two? I'm sorry. It was Tremors and who else? Uh, Xenomorphs from the Alien franchise. Oh, I'm going to go with Xenomorphs. I haven't I seen think... Xenomorphs. Oh, okay. Right. I um... think that he's uh, like his, he's more advanced. Like he has all of these advantages like technologically and um the tremors are terrifying, but they just don't have all the equipment. Um, the next one, uh, Ghostface from Scream or Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Definitely Leatherface. Oh. Um, definitely, and I'm gonna throw the ruthless, like vicious argument out again because Scream is iconic and violent and all of that but leatherface will just like what like just peel you like an onion like just yeah i think he's way more vicious yeah between his the chainsaw his strength and putting you on a hook him cutting off your face <laughs> no doubt leatherface okay um next one Emotep from the Brandon Fraser Mummy movies or Pennywise the Clown? Hmm. I would have to go with the character from the Mummy movies. But I it's that one's kind of close because to me they're like supernatural abilities kind of seem similar so that's hard but i'd have to give it the edge to the character from the mommy movies pennywise for me just his uh his mind games you know you gotta you gotta make yourself believe he's nothing and that's very hard to do to defeat him yeah uh -huh. And um, my last one is a three-way uh, fight, but I just feel like I, I didn't know how to put one against the other, so I was like, uh, it should be three-way. Um, Slappy, the dummy from the Goosebump series, uh, mm -hmm. Chucky from, of course, the Chucky franchise, or Annabelle from Conjuring franchise. Annabelle, Annabelle, because she is 
possessed by an actual demon from the depths of hell. And uh, Chucky is also possessed, but he's possessed by somebody that was human. And um, yeah. And, and the Goosebumps character is, is similar to Chucky, but I'm gonna have to give it to Annabelle. Yeah, the same. I pretty the same, pretty much for the same exact reasons. All right. Well, uh, I feel like I'm doing Slappy versus Chucky first, but now I was like, no, nobody's gonna pick Slappy. So I was like, let me just give him somebody that's close. Like, um, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for that, man, for doing the verses. Uh, the last one is for you, Cuddy. Uh, I think I already asked Chris. Maybe you, maybe I did. I, yeah, I did actually. I saw the episode. Uh, I looked at the episode again. But if uh, Cuddy, if you don't mind, uh, Candyman or Freddy Cougar? Just mm. to get your opinion. Like who I like you, better, or is it the versus? Who would win, Christian? Do you remember who you said would win? Oh, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. But if I had to think about it, it's just going to depend on whose world you're in. I'm I don't know if I said that the first time or not. Uh, the first time you said uh, Freddy. Okay. I'm going with Candyman. Also, I like Candyman better, but uh, I'm definitely going with Candyman. Just nice. so creepy. Yeah. Did you know that actor judges um, this Halloween baking show now? And it's really weird to see him like judging oh people. God. Yes, it's like judging people's like cupcakes when I'm like, I, last time I saw you, you were like a vicious killer in a movie. It's always fun. Yeah. He was dedicated to that role. He got bit. I mean, not bit, but he got stung a lot, apparently, when he mm. played Candyman. He got stung a good bit. I think I did read that some. I think they did a remake and he still ended up playing him in the remake. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So when it comes to go transition back to uh, Halloween itself, uh, do you guys rather suspense, uh, comedy, uh, or it doesn't matter? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. Say it again. Like when it comes to horror in general, do you have like do you have one that you favor over the other? Like suspense, comedy, uh, like serious horror, gory, or is it just everything's equal? Like you just like it all the same amount. Um, for me, I always look for anything like supernatural or paranormal, excuse me, because to me, that's like super scary. Um, so anything involving like religion, like church possession, demonic, that kind of thing, super mm -hmm. scary, or even just, um, haunting movies, um, based on a true story. Mm. Ghosts or demons, man. That's my that's my favorite. I like I can appreciate the other one. That's why you like Amityville Horror, probably. Yes, but the nun is my all-time favorite horror movie ever. Oh, the nun, okay. That's my home. I, I it's either like late 80s or early 90s, but you might want to check out the movie The Entity. I don't I think I may have seen that, but I don't remember. If you like ghosts. Sorry, Patty, grab some drink. Sorry about that. Um, cool. Uh, what did you say, Chris? You just like it all the same? So I'm, I'm, I definitely like gore, but if you can throw some jokes in there too, I like it. That's why Return of the Living Dead and Evil Dead 
you know, a, you know, I'm, I definitely like them a lot. Okay. Since I, since I both have you here, why are the Resident Evil movies considered horror? Because they just seem like action to me. Zombies. Probably. No, that's it. That's it. That's all we have to do. Okay. A big part of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, when it comes to uh, more like uh, suspenseful movie, like um, Midsummer, if I'm pronouncing that right, I hope I am. Midsummer, or uh, Don't Breathe, or even going back to Stephen King, The Miss. What makes those uh, so special, in your opinion? I like Don't Breathe. I like it because it's not. I can't really think of any other movie that's like that. It was a really interesting idea. And just how badass that guy was was despite being blind. Yeah. I mean, and those movies are are cool because they they don't have that um, monster element or like alien element. Like they're, I mean, conceivably, like they're real. Like they could be real. I mean, so I think that that is a its own kind of horror. Um, still scary, but it's like. Uh, I think that's when you start going into um, the genre of a thriller because it's still in the horror like realm, but the thriller part, I think that element is like, well, this could actually happen. Like, I don't know. Okay, cool. cool. Um, judging on both of the movies, when I first talked to you guys about what kind of uh, horror movies you guys spoke about the most, um, I got from you, Chris, I think you like the slasher a little bit more. And um, God, do you like more of uh, like, well, Elvis isn't wrong, but like demonic, I guess. Ghosts and demons. That's my jam. Okay. Um, if you guys were to talk to each other and like, hey, you need to check out Slashers because of this, or you need to check out uh, Ghosts and Demons, Ghosts and Spirits, what would be the, the movie that you threw people to first? You said the um, Ghosts and Spirits? Uh, yeah, like you would like what slasher movie would you be like? This is the one that will like help them move on to become a slasher fan. And I was asking Cuddy, uh, what uh, ghost or spirit movie would they would she go to and be like, this is what you need to watch to become a fan? Mm. Probably. I know. Go ahead. Okay. No, you. You know, that's okay. Uh, for me, even though The Nun is my favorite horror movie, I always joke that that is not a beginner horror fan movie because I think it's really, really scary and it's really well done. So I think a good like intro, but it's still scary, is a movie that came out, I think 2018 as well. And it's called The Winchester, or no, I think it's just called Winchester or Winchester House. But it's about, um, it's based on a, a true story but they've taken a lot of like liberties with it. It's about this house that's built in California and it's still there. And the woman that built it was rich because her family owned the Winchester Rifle Company. And she believed until her death that she was being haunted by every single person that had been killed by a Winchester Rifle. And she felt so guilty. And she also believed that because of that guilt, the spirits wouldn't leave her alone unless she kept adding on to her house. So if you go to this house now, 
no, they were never allowed to stop building as long as she was alive. So there's doors that lead to nowhere. There's like balconies that don't have like, they're not finished. Like the, the goal was the ghosts were telling her, just keep adding on to the house and we'll basically let you live in peace. Um, it's just really, really well done. And I think that that's a movie that has a really a good story. So people will pay attention, but it has enough scare that definitely. Yeah, and that's based on a true story, right? Yep. San Jose, California. Why not um, check out Exorcism, The Exorcist, and The Exorcism of Emily Rose? Okay. Go with a classic and then a newer movie. What slasher should I watch first? Do you want someone funny or you want someone who's quiet or doesn't talk much? Mm, uh, quiet people annoy. Okay, so you probably want to go with Freddy or Candyman. That's a good one. So, uh, okay, those two, those two ways to start it. Um, for anyone that didn't watch the uh, first episode, Chris, could you just because I like the way you broke it down so well? Uh, could you explain the difference to Michael, the difference between Michael Myers and Jason again? Well, the, like I said, they're both, you know, quiet. Um, Michael Myers never actually died, but Jason did. Michael Myers is more like your suburban slasher, whereas Jason is your country slasher. You know, but they're, they're, both, they're both similar. I mean, they're both big on stabbing you. Um, one thing I noticed about Jason, he won't kill children, but I think Michael Myers would. He definitely, uh, if you watch some of the later ones, he, he goes to definitely kill a child. So that's one thing I noticed that was different about them. Jason seemed to have a soft spot for kids because he, he drowned as a kid. Yeah. Um, when it comes to horror movies and you guys paying, uh, do you feel like budgets don't matter anymore? Or do you think a good budget is still important? I I would never I wouldn't say that a budget doesn't matter. I think and I don't, I'm not trying to give like a cop out. Um I think that if you have costuming, makeup and actors at any budget that are are good especially the actors. I, horror is so dependent. Like, I, I think action movies a lot of times are dependent on like the set and the scenery and whatever, for an example. I think that horror <clears throat> is really dependent on the actor to be effective. So I would say that you might be able to get away with not having a great budget. Um, as long as you have convincing villains and monsters and actors in a horror movie, a great, uh, a big budget is going to allow for more location scouting and, and that kind of thing. But when you think about a movie like, <clears throat> just for an example, Scream, um, that was, a lot of that was just filmed like around like this big old house, I think, from what I understand. And like at a high school. And even like The Conjuring, 
that was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. So, I mean, that was a bigger, those are both bigger budget movies, but what I'm saying is the locations were kind of so that you could have probably filmed at, in those locations without a big budget. It just helps that you had it. Okay. You know, when it comes to horror, you know, I mean, of, of course the budget is important. It's just that, you know, they're not really known for, you know, having big budgets to do the things they do. It's, it's just more about, Hey, I just want to see a bunch of people get killed. And that's more the exciting part for me. Even the acting doesn't have to be too, too good. Usually for me, as long as it's, you know, creative and, you know, people are chilling and you see them get killed. That's really important to me. Okay. Uh, do you believe that the virgin rule is slowly dying? Oh, I don't think I've seen anything like that in a long time that focused around that. I think people are trying to get away from that. Um, I've seen a couple, a couple movies where the virgin, are you talking about the virgin surviving to the end or the virgin being someone that killed? Uh, the Virgin survives to the end. Okay, yeah, that is that. That to me seems to be alive and well, but you see a lot of it in like the straight to Netflix <clears throat> horror movies. Um, and those have like your lower budget. It's like they um, they haven't really evolved the story that much, so you do see a lot of that. And um, I'm trying to think of movies where people get to have a lot of sex and still live to the end. And I don't really know that there are many. I know they do exist. I just can't think of what they are. You know any, Chris? Where the virgin dies? No, I mean people that have sex and survive. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a, there's a few of those. I feel like I can't think of the names of them because it's so rare. But yeah, the moral of this podcast for you viewers is don't have sex. You will die and it will be violent just like in the movies so never ever 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 the girl in front of the 13th part two the the main chick survives and she had she had sex there's one okay. example yeah cutty i just imagine someone in the comment section guess i'm gonna die um yeah okay that is true that is right yeah um cutty works um with entertainment uh when it comes to haunted houses chris do you have a favorite or you stick or do you stay away from those oh haunted houses are cool um i don't i think it's in california but i'm not sure there's one where you have to sign a waiver because they're allowed to touch you yeah and like some a lot of from what i gather a lot of people don't make it through they just say hey i want out so i'd like to see that one day uh let me know how it is man Okay. Yeah, I'm a horror buff, but I think it would really take me out of it if they could touch me. I think I would be just so freaked out. So like as soon as I walk in, knowing that they can touch me, I would just be like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And then I would just miss everything else going on around me. Because I, with what I do, I'm always looking at like the lights and the costumes and the set design and all of that because I'm a nerd, but I'm also trying to be scared. So if I'm if I'm trying to look at all of that and I'm worried about somebody gonna like pull my hair or like grab my arm, then I'll just I'll have a panic attack and nobody will have fun. 
I didn't even think of that. I'd be more like, are they grabbing dicks in there? But yeah, okay, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, they could, yeah, they could grab my hair and stuff, yeah. Um, they ended on this, guys. How, what is the next evolution of Halloween? Like, we have so many uh, things. Like, the last thing I did for Halloween um, last year was this VR experience, and it, it, and it was okay, but it was still at the beginning. Uh, what do you think is the next like big scare when it comes to Halloween? I think somebody needs to make an 80s themed horror movie. Did you watch, Chris, did you watch um, the 1984 season of American Horror Story? I have not. So good. It's, it's like 12 or 13 episodes, just like the regular season. But this one is all set in the 80s. They even have like Richard Ramirez playing in the um, show. And it's it's fantastic. It's like this campy, literally, because it takes place at a summer camp, 80s slasher um, mystery. It's so, so good. So good. Okay. Nice. I love um, American History. Nice. But yeah, Cuddy, what do you think is the next like big attraction? Like this is this is what's gonna scare you. Um I would have to agree that um VR virtual reality, I really do think that that is something that even if they've started to explore it now, I think they're only going to um to do to do like more with that. So um I think that, and I would say um, people going through escape rooms is is mostly like a, it's not necessarily connected to horror all the time, but I feel like escape rooms will also be this interactive thing that you can do. So you're, you're trying to escape, but I think there will also come a time where there's gonna be like actors and special lighting and things like that you have to go through to incorporate horror into it. So I think people, both of those are really interactive. So I think people want to be in that world more now rather than just watching it. Okay. So I feel like that would be a thing. Nice, nice. Have you guys done an escape room yet? Yes. We did it for my job and it was like, it was supposed to be a, a thing where it was like, we were supposed to build in like us, all our coworkers, we were supposed to learn to work together. So we never made it out the room. And, uh, you know, some of those people aren't working with me anymore. You know, just it just showed what we already knew. Um, is there anything else you guys would like to add to Halloween or any stories, any deep, you know, anything that really, you know, expresses your love for Halloween? My suggestion is, you know, on Facebook, there's a lot of groups that you could join about horror, about different types of horror that's usually fun to join those groups and, you know, see what people post and, um, and go in there and post some stuff too. It's, I, I enjoy it. I'm part of, I'm part of a group like that where we, we talk a lot about horror, but um, all of us do like costuming or set design or special effects makeup. So it's also like a community for that as well. And, and I have not done an escape room, but I have helped work on one like painting and things like that and trying to get it ready for to be like as it was being built um 
So it's a lot of people that do stuff like that on the page that I'm on. Nice, nice. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, is there anything you want to say to your fans? And please tell people where they can follow you. Um, well, we've already covered don't have sex. Just don't do it. And um, you can follow me, Hot Grandma, on Instagram. Um, and just be safe and be smart and don't care what people think of you because it's not worth it. Go to Facebook and Instagram and look up Corrado Show. C-O-R-R-A-D-O. Corrado Show. Nice. And like I said, guys, please follow them. Very hilarious comedians. Uh, if they're in your city, definitely check them out. Thank you so much for watching and have an amazing day.